Hello there, and welcome back to the Dream On podcast. This is Jennifer. Today's episode is all about different types and structures of dreams, and I've been wanting to do this one for a while, but I felt like I was missing a lot of the different kinds, and just last night I had a dream that I think illuminated one of them for me a little bit more, and I think I understand it a little better. And of course, I don't want to try to explain something that I don't understand very well. So I feel prepared to do this episode now, and I just want to get started right now. So let's go. I personally think that it's really important to understand how different dreams are structured and just kind of how they work, because I think that it can help people become lucid in their dreams, and I think that once they become lucid, it might help them understand a little bit better what's going on around them. So obviously, both of those things are important since this podcast is actually about lucid dreaming. Um, so I right here on my list, I have three different dream types that I want to talk about, and they're all pretty common uh, for me, but I think that I'm forgetting a couple more that like are out there, but maybe they don't happen to me as much. So if by the end of this episode, there's another kind of dream um, that you can think of that I should talk about as well, then please let me know. And you could send me a voice message on Anchor, which would be really helpful because I could actually play the audio clip in another episode. And that would be good. But then also on Instagram, the DMs for the podcast are always open. So check in the description of this episode or I think any of the past episodes to find the Instagram or the anchor link. So go ahead and do that if I miss a dream type. But the three that I have written down here in my little Google Doc that I'm always adding to are spectator slash director dreams, protagonist dreams, and theatrical dreams. And these are just, like, you might be wondering what I even mean by a type of dream, right? Because they're all dreams. Like, dreams in general don't make a lot of sense. There's normally a storyline. There's always something that you have to do, even if it's just, oh, I have to go sit on that bench over there. There's always an objective. There's always something you must do, even if there's no reason for you to do it. So that's always consistent. But a few things in dreams are not consistent. And for me, the things that I'm targeting in this episode with these types that I made up inside my brain just so I can categorize them better. Um, I was thinking about like the narration style of the dream almost because if you think of dreams as movies or stories which is basically what they are we make up stories for ourselves and play them like movies in our brains when we sleep and we have different narration styles when we're telling these stories to ourselves. So Like, the easiest one to explain, which is probably what most dreams are made of for pretty much everyone, are these protagonist dreams. So, it's where you are experiencing the dream in first person, so you are yourself, and so, like, you see things through your own eyes, but you're also yourself. So, if you looked in a mirror, you would look like yourself, you would be yourself. And, like, obviously, there are circumstances where like the dream plot would make it so that you wouldn't look like yourself. But in all ways, you are playing yourself as this character in the storyline of the dream. And I just, I called that a protagonist to dream just because you're the protagonist of the dream story. And like I said, that's probably most dreams for most people. Like in my dreams, I am most often myself, even if my identity is different. So maybe I would be like, 
a knight or something in the dream, but I'm still myself. So that one's pretty easy to understand. And then the other one that's pretty easy to understand is what I called the theatrical dream. And, you know, like a theater, like actors and actresses. And in this one, you're experiencing the dream in first person. So you have a body and everything and you're doing things, but you're not yourself. You're playing someone else. So I had a dream like this one time where I was this woman's husband and she was cheating on me. And obviously I am not a married man and I am not a man at all, but in the dream I was and that's who I was. And it made sense in the story. I accepted that as myself, as who I was. And I was living as this character and I was not myself. And if you're in a theatrical dream, I don't know if that would make it easier or harder to become lucid. I think it depends on if you accept that identity or not. But I know that that would have been really hard for me to be lucid because I had just accepted that I was this man and this was my wife and she was cheating on me. But that's probably different for every person because our perspectives are different, of course, of ourselves and just of the world around us. But, but in summary, theatrical dream, you're experiencing like the dream around you as you would in any other dream, first person perspective, but you are not yourself. You are a different character that has been made up in this dream world and you are living through the dream as them. Now, this third one, this is the one that I really needed to think about before I talked about it, and I had a dream like this last night, so I feel like I'm in a good space to talk about it, just because I literally just experienced it a few hours ago. So, in this kind of dream, which is like the spectator slash director dream, um, this is where you're watching the dream like it's a movie. So you might not even be in it at all. You might just be watching what's basically a movie of some story. And for me, when this happens to me, I oftentimes make commentary out loud. And I don't mean like out loud in the real world, like talking in my sleep. I mean, like in the dream, I'm watching something happen and I'll make comments about it. Like I'll be like, oh, what a plot twist. And I speak to no one in particular, but oftentimes voices will answer me. <laughs> and it's it's a very weird experience after I wake up, but it's really enjoyable like to think about and just to live in in the moment. Like um, last night I was having this dream and there was this one character who was standing there. And um, I, so like this one's weird because I was in the dream living it first person but then my perspective would change, almost like a camera angle switch. And that happens to me a lot in these kind of dreams. I rarely have a dream that I'm watching that I'm not also involved in. But in these kinds of dreams, um, I will often watch myself do things as my own character. And then I can also switch to being myself as my character. And it's not a conscious change. I'm not like, oh, let's change the camera angle now. It just happens automatically, like when it should almost, which is why I call it like the director dream, because you're watching the storyline as another person. And like, you can change that camera angle to be first person or third person. And it's just a very interesting experience. And it has made for some cool dreams. Um, and then I got a little off track as well. But last night in the dream, there was this guy standing there and I switched to kind of that third person perspective. And I was looking at him and 
I was like, okay, I need some name suggestions for this character. And I heard this chorus of voices and they were all shouting out these name suggestions. And it was so weird after I woke up because I was like, whoa, I just had all of these strange voices. It's almost like sitting in a movie theater. Like I can, I'm sitting um, in like front row in a movie theater and I have, but I have like a perfect view and I can hear like voices behind me answering me when I say things to them. And if like the thing that I've learned most from this podcast is that if something has happened to me in dreams, then it's probably happened to other people. But it's not like you can find any information on stuff like this. Like the reason that I came up with names for all of these things is because I couldn't find any information about them anywhere. And like before when I was, um, so like I, this is kind of off topic too, but, um, I have a little list of terms that I've been working on here and that's going to be in the next episode. But, um, if you remember farther towards the beginning of this podcast, I was talking about what a dream shift is. And, um, I just defined that in my own journals as being when the plotline of the dream changes, but the characters and the setting don't immediately change. So you'll be doing something for some reason, and then you'll turn around, and suddenly the person who used to be playing the role of your wife who was cheating on you is now playing the role of the grocer in the grocery store. And it's just something that happens in dreams, like, pretty frequently. It's, I think it's how dreams transition just between storylines without making a big deal out of having to end the story. It just keeps going. But there's actually a technical name for that, and I just found it the other day. And it was the first time I had ever seen it. And I don't even know, like, how long have I been writing down my dreams at this point? Like, six years or something? Like, it's been a long time. And I just now found that. And I defined it years ago as a dream shift. And I've been referring to it as that for a long time now. And just the fact that information is so difficult to find is ridiculous to me. It drives me insane. So that's why I'm going through and just defining all of these things for myself and for you guys, because when I talk about things on this podcast, I want to actually be able to use terms for things instead of defining everything every other minute, <laughs> because I think it's ridiculous that no one has, like, no one who has defined these things has made that information easy to find for anyone else. And it's not like the number of people who lucid dream is this small, like, minuscule number. It's a lot of people. It's just that people don't really talk about it. And that's going in the next episode, too. So really, I'm just getting ahead of myself here. But I think it's, I think it's so ridiculous because people just, they need to collaborate. They need to be more open with this information because... I think that lucid dreaming has so much potential to help so many people with different things. Like, if you ever take a psychology class and you learn about all these different kinds of therapies, I think that lucid dreaming could play a role in a lot of them. And it's just, it's frustrating that the information is so difficult to find. So, and that's obviously part of why I have this podcast, because I don't want people to have to work so hard to find a community for this. And... So I'm trying to create one, which is, I hope, what'll happen as this continues to grow. Which it is. It's get it's growing. So that makes me feel good. Thank you so much for listening. Um, the last thing that I think really needs to be mentioned here is just that dreams are 
very suggestible in their nature. And I think that this has a lot to do with just how powerful your emotions are in your dreams. So a dream's suggestibility just means that when you have a thought in a dream or you feel some way about someone or something in a dream, those feelings and thoughts that you have, because this isn't the real world, will have a massive impact on just the plotline of the dream story as a whole. So just as an example, um, a couple nights ago I had a dream and I was driving in this tiny car and on the side of the road I saw this little black dog and I was like, oh my gosh, there's a dog running by the side of the road. I need to stop and get it. And so I stopped and I grabbed the dog and then he was riding in the car with me and he was like a big part of the dream story for the rest of the time. And if I had seen the little dog and just thought nothing of it and I just had had ignored it, then like the rest of the dream would have been completely different. So when you see something in a dream and you think something about it, like no matter what that thing is, even if it's just like, oh my gosh, I really hate her pants, like things like that in dreams matter so much more than they do in real life. Because in reality, if I see some girl's pants and I'm like, wow, I really hate her pants, then nothing's going to happen based on that unless I make it somehow known to her that I don't like her pants. And maybe then she'll say, you know, oh, well, whatever. Or she'll say that she hates my shirt. Like, maybe then something minor would happen, but it's not like it would affect my whole day. But if in a dream I see some girl's pants and I think, wow, I really hate her pants, they could literally catch on fire. (laughs) And that's not supposed to, like, scare you or something, but it's just, like, knowing that about dreams could totally help you become lucid. Like, it's just important to realize how much power you have in dreams without even knowing it. And especially in these, like, spectator-director dreams where you're watching the movie and you have all these thoughts about it, your thoughts will directly impact the plot of the movie. And whether or not you say it out loud, consciously, or you just think it, it doesn't matter because everything you think is reality because it's a dream. So... It's all in your head, as I've said before, and as I will say again, it's all in your head. So everything that you're thinking about, everything that you are focusing on, the dream is going to focus on the same thing because this is all 100% you. Additionally, just realizing how suggestible dreams really are should give you a lot of confidence to realize that when you have nightmares and things like that, it's so easy to not have them. And it's weird because it's difficult how easy it is to not have them because if you're in a nightmare, all you have to do is not be afraid. And it's so ironic and it's just, it's such a lesson of like, it's just like like going deep here, like it's such a lesson about being human because in your dreams, since you are the only thing there, you're your own worst enemy and your own best friend because you could... Take control of the dream and you could make it so amazing and so much fun for yourself. And then on the other hand, if you just have all these negative thoughts and all you're thinking about are the worst things that could possibly happen, that's probably what you're going to dream about. So you really create your own destiny in this case. And that's oftentimes not the case in real life because we're all given the, the circumstances that we live in. Like we don't choose where we're born or when we're born, but... 
when you're in a dream, you can make the whole thing whatever you want it to be. And that should be really encouraging. Just like even if you have a horrible nightmare and you're like, oh, how could I, how could I do that? How could I not have realized that that was fake? That was so stupid. Like that was, of course, from the movie I watched last night. And it's like, yeah, it is. But you can't beat yourself up about it because guess what? Tonight you have another shot at getting it right. And it's just like every single night is another opportunity to be lucid and to have an even better night than the one you had before. And it's just a really amazing experience and anyone can do it, which is so cool, which just comes back to the fact that we need to be like educating other people when it comes up. And I'm not saying like you should bring it up even, but like it's not like people never ever talk about dreams or like never ever talk about lucid dreams because it is a thing that happens. It's just like don't be afraid to talk about it because it's a really cool experience and a lot of people when they hear about it they don't even know what it is or they do it and they don't even know what it is and they just don't understand it. Just like there's so much to be gained from it and it's such a great experience and you can really learn a lot about yourself and just like what motivates you and like it's inspiring for a lot of people. I know that it's inspiring for me and I think that I would be a different person without the self-confidence that it gives me and I know that I would not I would not have loved um like being on earth without knowing that I had had lucid dreams where I was able to fly, you know? Like I can't describe to someone who's never done that in a dream what it feels like to fly. And that's insane that even though I can't do that in real life, I can do that in my dreams and I still know exactly what it feels like because my brain knows what the wind feels like. It knows how to create that experience as best it can and probably even better because when I'm flying in my dreams, I don't get air like pressing on my eyes and making me super cold. Like it feels good because I'm actually asleep in bed. So just all of that, just really think about it and just like every night is another opportunity to get it right, even if the last night really sucked and you weren't able to lose a dream. So I hope that this was actually a helpful episode. I hope it was actually useful. Um, let me know if any of those terms were unclear or if you think that there are more that I should cover, just please feel free to reach out. I'm always looking for new ways to expand the podcast and new things to talk about. So please let me know and dream on.